class is in session. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to summer school. I am crazy excited about what God's going to do in your life this summer. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> I know what we all did. We were in the house. That's right. We were inside, but y'all are outside this summer. And some of you right now, you're on the beach, but but you're making sure that you're opening the book, God's word, and and receiving and being invested in. And listen, we just made a decision as a church family. We aren't going to waste this season. Yeah. Nothing will be wasted. So even in the summer, while you are relaxing, we want you to be improving. And so we said we're going to take you to school this summer. We're going to learn some life skills that are going to take our life to the next level. And I'm excited about today. You excited about this this new series? I'm excited about this whole summer school. I'm a a student. I love to grow. So anytime you're ready to teach me, I'm ready to listen. Yes. Right? I love that. I love that. That's one of our core values. Yeah. Never leaving the po- uh-uh, humility. Never, Never leaving the posture of a student. student. That's right. And right now, if you are watching this, yeah. if you if you are a person, watch this. That's allergic to average. You're allergic good. to average. Yes. I just yes. want you to put that's next good. level in the chat. Just next drop level. that in the chat. Next level. Next level. Next level. That's I want to learn. Yeah. I want to grow. I want to evolve. I want to become all that God's called me to be. Yes. God never stopped investing in me. That's right. And that's and that's what this series yes. is about. This is all about. It's, it's going to be incredible. And uh, we're, we're really, really, really excited yeah. about it. You know, my birthday Wednesday, I feel older. I know, but you look so handsome. I feel older today. But you, wasn't, you weren't supposed to say, I know. <laughs> You're supposed to say, no, you're not getting up. No, I get feel old. older right now. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a suit. I'm wearing a robe next Sunday. No. No, that's I'm not wearing a, I'm wearing a robe. I'm wearing a robe <laughs> next Sunday, and everybody next Sunday call me Bishop. Okay, we're going to call you Bishop. After my birthday, I'm ordaining because, myself. Because you're going to be 42. Yes. So now you're the bishop. Yes. I'm ordaining myself as a bishop. I love my husband. The older he gets, the more... What's the word? You rubbing on me a lot and I need you to stop. <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm still... But no, the, see, that's what I'm saying. The more older he gets, the more frank, the more anointed, direct no. he is. So y'all pray for me, okay? Amen. I need a lot of prayer right now in this season. Man. Listen, it's, it's going to be great. Listen, there were some classes... Um, that had co-instructors. Yeah. When I was in undergrad and grad school, even on the doctoral level, some of my greatest classes mm-hmm. uh, had co-instructors. They were team taught. That's right. And they brought two different perspectives. Yeah. And for these next couple of weeks, I wanted that to take place. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to teach with me. Yeah. Uh, one, because I've, I value the value that you add. We have very real conversations in, in our house. It's like, just because you're my wife mm-hmm. doesn't mean we have to share the stage. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. You're my wife. means I need yes. to love you and honor you. That doesn't mean we have to share the stage. Right. Yeah. I want you on this platform, not just because you're my wife, but yeah. because of the value you add and you bring. So especially these next couple of weeks, talking thank about these two, these two well, subjects that I feel thank like you. Thank you, sweetheart, for having me here. You do so. Yeah. That sounded so like. 
you know, like you're a guest preacher, but no, I'm, a guest I'm trying to trying to be a firm. Let me not touch him too much. But, you yes. know, I, I do. I like that you said that. And one of the things I always stress to people is you are the pastor. You're my pastor. You're our pastor. But I do know I'm your helpmate. And I know yeah. God placed me with you so that I can help you advance God's agenda. Yeah. So however I need to do that, whether yeah. it's coming to teach with you or making your food, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here to serve. Amen. And so that's what I'm here to do Amen. during Amen. this time. Well, we're really excited. And um uh, we're excited about this lesson on the day. I want to yeah. begin. Um, I want to jump right in. If y'all are ready, put some fire in that chat right now. Fire. Drop that fire in that chat. Yeah. If you're ready, we're going to summer school today. Get this word and then get mm -hmm. your barbecue in Jesus name. Because I know y'all outside this weekend. Really? I'm just praying your strength in the Lord. Because I'm, I'm saying, Lord, we protect grilling. my members because they outside. They outside. Now, Atlanta never went indoors. <laughs> Atlanta never went indoors. But, uh, but I'm excited. Yes. So, hey, we're teaching from the Gospels all year long. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to stay in uh, that modus operandi here this morning. Matthew chapter 19, verse 4 says this. These are Jesus' words. He said, haven't you read that in the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. Yes. And the two, and the two. will become one flesh. One flesh. It's one scripture. That's right. And um, I'm gonna, we're going to spend the next two weeks unpacking this. Yeah. And uh, we want to speak in a way that's relevant to everybody. Mm -hmm. So we're going to speak to one group this week and another group the next week. But I think, here it is. There is no such thing as an irrelevant word from God. Right. So I don't want you to hear my topic and then tune out. There's no such thing as a relevant word from God. God's word is bread. Yeah. Some bread you get is bread for you to eat. Mm -hmm. Then some bread you get is bread for you to share. That's right. That's right. If you only listen to words that you think are relevant for you, the only person you'll ever be able to help is you. Yourself. Yes. So I want you to be open-minded here. We're getting ready to go there. We don't play here. And so in this first sermon and in this summer series, summer school series, um, I want to talk about dating 101. Yeah, come on. Dating, dating 101. 101. We're going to spend some time together today helping you do some rating with your dating. Your date. One more time, drop some fire in that chat if you're ready. <laughs> ready for this message. Well, well listen, uh, many of you have heard me regularly repeat and rehearse this, and it bears repeating, mm -hmm. that your greatest joy and your greatest pain yeah. in life will often come from the same place. Mm -hmm. And that is relationships. Yeah. Relationships can be a great cause mm -hmm. of extreme happiness. And those same, the very same relationship yeah. can be a catalyst for great heartache. That's right. Yeah. And the, re the, the reason for this reality is this, is that authentic love requires vulnerability. That's good. And vulnerability puts you at risk yeah. for pain. Yeah. If I'm teaching already, just put teach in the chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> authentic love requires vulnerability. It does. And vulnerability puts you at risk for pain. Yeah. There's no such thing 
as a non-consequential relationship. Relationships are catalytic. Mm -hmm. They push you forward or they pull you backward. Right. Maybe not drastically, but incrementally. Yeah. They are so significant and so important that a, an, an enormous amount of scripture is mm -hmm. dedicated to speaking to the area of relationships. Yes. You've got sages like Solomon who say things like, walk with the wise and become wise. Yes. For a companion of fools suffers harm. That's right. What Solomon's suggesting? He's suggesting you become like who you walk with. Yeah, the company you keep. Maybe you've heard That's it right. said this way, yeah. that my association mm -hmm. will produce assimilation. That in some way, whether great or small, yeah. I will evolve mm -hmm. in a way that is consistent with either the character, the character, the tendencies, or the traits of those that I'm around. Right. The Apostle Paul picks up this same principle when he's writing to believers in Corinth, mm -hmm. and he says these words. He says, don't be deceived. That's right. It's 1 Corinthians 15. Yeah. He says, bad company corrupts, That's right. corrupts good, good character. Yeah. Now, why would Paul say, don't be deceived? Yeah. He says, don't be deceived because it's possible to be unaware of the impact that a relationship is having on you. Absolutely. That's good. He says, you may yeah. be unaware yeah. because sometimes the impact isn't obvious. But just because it isn't obvious doesn't mean it isn't consequential. Yeah. I want us to catch this. Mm. I want us to wrap our head around this. Mm -hmm. That relationships are incredibly significant and important. I, I, I talk about this in relational intelligence. You do. That your relationships, mm -hmm. that relationship management isn't just about relationship management. Relationship management is life management. Right. Because you can't do life right if you're doing relationships wrong. Right. That's good. Yes. Because our relationships are purpose partners. Right. But mm -hmm. relationships. Our relational area, yeah. the relational arena of our life, is the arena where many people mm -hmm. incorrectly assume I can be an expert without assistance. No. We somehow assume right. that this is the one area yeah. that I know how to manage properly and perfectly mm -hmm. without any outside input or advice. Right. Or when we do seek input or advice, we're seeking input Watch this. And advice mm -hmm. from persons who are walking the same path in the same journey, experiencing the same imperfection as we are. Right. It makes sense to me to go to the creator of relationships, yes. the, the, the originator, right. the architect yeah. and the designer. And to and to see what does he have to say right. about the way that, should, that, that they should be managed. Yeah. And God has a lot to say about it. Yes. Now. Let's make a pivot and let's make a turn here. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 that's, and that's this. The Bible clearly talks regularly about relationships. But some people are wondering, Pastor Darius, Pastor Shamika, your subject is dating 101. I don't even see the word dating in the Bible. Right. So how are you going to use the Bible yes. to speak to dating when the word dating isn't even in the Bible. All right. How are you going to use the Bible mm -hmm. to speak to dating when, specifically when the New Testament was written and yeah. the Old Testament also, that there wasn't a lot of dating. Mm -mm. Most of the times people didn't choose, or at least the woman didn't get to mm -hmm. choose who mm -hmm. her husband was. Marriages were arranged. It was arranged. That's right. 
Yes. Here's my question. Have, if you've been with us some time, have you ever heard me say this? If not, I want you to write this down. That the Bible, listen to me, doesn't speak to, any, to everything in practice. Right. But it does speak to everything in principle. Yeah. Absolutely. So even though the word dating isn't in the Bible, the principles that the Bible outlines mm -hmm. for all relationships certainly should apply to dating relationships. Right. So if the Bible gives us insight regarding friendships, yeah. certainly it should give us insight concerning dating relationships. Yes. And baby, watch this. When we operate mm -hmm. without divine insight, right. we set ourselves up for mm -hmm. destructive dilemmas. That's good. I'm about to bring you early. You're supposed to jump in later, but I feel an early anointing on this message. <laughs> I want you to jump in from your perspective there in terms of, because we've experienced some of this, mm -hmm. not just personally, but pastorally, mm -hmm. not only personally, but pastorally, that the, the tendency that we have to abandon and avoid divine design when it comes to relationships and try to figure it out on our own. You know, I don't know. I think maybe it's because we lack, we want to have self-control so much that we, we forget about God and his design and God mm. created us and we, he has a plan for us. So I think a lot of times we want to yield to our own ways so that we can figure it out because a lot of times we know what we want. Good. We think we know what we want. We think we know we should know how to get it. And then most of the time on the back end, once we've been hurt or things have happened, then we're willing to stop and listen and wow. receive instruction when we should be looking to the scriptures for instruction in the wow. first place. Wow. So I think wow. that's what really happens with yeah. us. This, this, that's yeah. powerful. That's powerful. The divine design, doing anything according to divine design, mm -hmm. not only does it keep you safe, it yeah. gives you speed. That's good. What do I mean by that? Yeah. It means exactly, I mean exactly yeah. what you said, yep. that we don't have to learn everything the hard way. See, when, mm -hmm. I, when I learn everything through mm -hmm. experience, it's going to cost me time. Oh, it is. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, yes. Because, see, our mistakes can cost us a number of things. But right. our, our number one asset is our time because that's non-renewable. You can't get that back. Mm -hmm. You lose money, you that's can right. make that back. Mm -hmm. Can't you make time, time back. You can't get it back. That's right. And so operating according to divine design mm. keeps us safe and it gives us speed. What does that right. mean? We go further, faster. Yeah. And I don't know about you. I want to go far fast yes. in my relationship. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't want to hit my head. I know mom used to say it back in the day, you don't have to hit your head because I've already done it. Let me just teach you. But my. we just want to do it ourselves. Yeah. I want to learn my own way. Yes. But I'm telling you, if you follow the scriptures and really uh, uh, let the, uh, the um, instructions apply to your life, then you won't be hitting your head on your own so much. Powerful, yeah. powerful, powerful. And this is the heart of what Jesus mm -hmm. is getting at in this passage in Matthew uh, chapter number 19. Yeah. He, he's really asked, uh, in Matthew 19, I think he's asked a question about divorce, yeah, actually. Okay. And so, but he says something. He's always teaching in his answers. It's really powerful. He's not just answering questions, he's teaching lessons. Mm, okay. And he says something that's so powerful. We read it. Jesus, the first thing he says is, haven't you read? Yeah. No. We don't read. <laughs> <laughs> no, we no, don't read. No, think about that. It's like, <laughs> right. he, he said, have you made an investment? <laughs> yourself right. to get this information in this mm -hmm. area or you're just operating off your assumptions. That's so good. So when it comes to relationships, come on now, this is summer yeah, school. Right. Summer school isn't all about wow. Sometimes summer school is out. Yeah. That's good. 
And we and we know if relationships are going to work. Yeah. Ours isn't perfect, but we've been at it 20 years. We've been mm -hmm. married 20 years. Yeah. So uh, we, we, we know sometimes to get to the wow, you got to have some out. got to have a bunch of L's. So the question that Jesus asked is, I think, a question we all could right. ask ourselves, right? Yes. And that's this. Have you read? Have you read? Right. Has there been an investment made mm -hmm. on your end yes. in the area of relationships? Right. Yeah. Now, this is what we see. I see this a lot. I want you to speak to this. That our culture disciples us to invest, watch this, in things outside of us, <laughs> invest in things mm -hmm. that we put on us. Yes. But you're almost like ridiculed if you actually invest in you. Anything inward. It's all about the outward, outward appearance. We, we're making sure women, we're getting our hair done, nails done. We'll find money to do all of that. And do but that we won't in Jesus' find, name. Do it all. That's right. Do it so we can be cute. Do it all. <laughs> but we won't find easy. time or money to invest in ourselves. Yeah. And that's true. Even me. I grew up in church. And so trying to understand the scriptures. I read the scriptures. I don't know if I understood them in a way to apply them to my life. And that's what I love about Change, Change Church because I feel like it's application. And so even 1 Corinthians 13, I have been quoting it forever but I really had to go back and read first Corinthians and say okay what is love wow. and once I understood what love was okay I'm like I can say I love you because I'm going to do these things and I'm going to be obedient to the word now yeah. now that I understand what love is yeah yeah 100 mm percent -hmm. and that investment if we're willing to make that investment to learn and grow to see mm -hmm. what does the architect of relationships have to say about them so that I can implement that into into, in, into my life, right. you know, if, if we actually do that, if we make that investment, mm -hmm. the return we get on that investment, yes. the return of joy, the return of fulfillment, That's right. watch this, the return of, we're getting ready to go here in a minute, the return mm -hmm. of discernment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you hear that? Oh, I hear it. Because I want to see discernment, yes. especially when it comes to relationships, doesn't just come mm -mm. from revelation. Some discernment comes from information. Yes. Especially when you're dating. You need yes. a whole lot of discernment. Yes. A we, whole lot. We're learning and gathering information. We're getting clear on what God wants for us. Right. And clear on what we want for ourselves. So Jesus asked him that question. Yeah. Have you read? Have you made an investment to improve in this area? Now watch this. Now this is about to sound real spooky and spiritual, but I, I sensed this okay. and I want to respond to this prompting. <laughs> I want to speak against, I want to expose, mm -hmm. I want to pray against. Jesus taught us not just what to pray for, but to pray what to pray against. Right. Deliver us from evil. Yeah. Yeah. I pray that we get delivered from the spirit that influences us to live in a headspace where there's relational settling. Oh, that's good. I have never seen people settle in any area like yes. they settle in the area of relationships. That's good. I'm, sometimes I'm like, but you don't even like them. Yeah, but sometimes people do it out of convenience and they don't want to start over. And Whatever the reason is. Jump in and say, I'm going to stay. Whatever the reason is. <laughs> I pray God in his own way delivers us Deliver. from the spirit of settling. Settling. In the area of relationships, yeah, right? Absolutely. And that doesn't always mean, especially if you're married, I'm not talking about leaving. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about committing to improving. Growing. Grow. Keep growing. Keep learning. Keep reading. Now, 100%. Have you read? Have you invested? 
And Jesus says, he says, because if you did, he said, you would know that from the beginning, right. the creator made male and female. And he said, for this reason, will a man leave his father and mother and cleave is one translation yeah. to his wife and the two will become one flesh. Exactly. We're going to deal with the cleaving part a little yeah. bit next week. Okay. I want to deal with the criteria for leaving part on this week. All right. Criteria for leaving. Who is worth? Come on. You leaving your old life for. Mm, I like that. See, come, come on, on now. See, some people jump to the cleaving <laughs> and they hadn't done the leaving right. Woo. You got to get the leaving right because the leaving yes. is the discernment process. Is this the person yes. I'm willing to leave mm -hmm. my old life for? Right. So when the writer talks about leaving father and mother, yeah. he's not just saying like literally leaving their proximity. Mm -hmm. He's talking about, watch this. I hope y'all are ready for this. Leaving them. Oh my, this is about to make somebody upset. It doesn't mean that they are no longer a priority. All right. Yes. Come on. But it means that you establish a new one. Right. A new priority. I like that. that come on, when we get to marriage, which is next week, that's a rearrangement of priorities. Yes. Right. And it doesn't mean that people aren't a priority. It just means you got another one. Yes. And it means you got to leave the way you lived your life when something else was a priority. That's good. You got to be willing to do it. The leaving part is hard, isn't it? The leaving part not, is not hard. Not just father and mother, because that, that can also represent leaving old influences. Yes, absolutely. Old ways of living your life. Yes. Come on, right now. See, I, I, I want people, anybody that's in, in it, everybody's in a single, single season, and most people don't hear this said in church, but I'm getting ready to say it. If you're in a single season right now, I just want you to put, thank you, Jesus, in the chat. Put it. <laughs> see, 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 people, it's almost like singleness is tolerated. Right. In church, that's, yeah. a, that's evidence of culture's influence on church. Uh -huh. Because the apostle Paul, yeah. who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, was single. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, if you got the gift of singleness, that's good. Because right. your priority can be God. Yeah. He said, N -n -n your only priority. Right. Now, see, God wants to be first, but he doesn't have to be only. only. That's right. That's right. That's good. Just keep me first. That's good. Not only. Yes. But Paul says, when you're single, he can be only if you want. Right. But the same Paul says, when you get married, you can't pray all day on mm -mm. the floor. He can't be the only. You got to be willing to leave <laughs> those old ways. You got to be able to leave that life. Right. And, I, and I think people... That single life. People, watch this. I think culturally, there are times where culture conditions people mm -hmm. to think they can have the cleaving without the leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I still want to be single and married at the same time. That doesn't right. work. No. And I think it's a perspective because a lot of times people look at marriage like they're losing something. I feel like when we got together, we gained something. So I was willing to leave my mother and father Almighty, because you next level me in so many ways. And I was coming to something that would better my life. So I was willing to let go of whatever was going on so that I could come into this relationship. That's powerful. <laughs> That's powerful. Watch this, y'all. Come on. My, the way my brain works, I like put words with the, the concepts. You said something, and as you were talking, I thought every addition mm -hmm. to your life yeah. is not an asset in your life. Oh. Ooh. That's an ouch. Does that make sense? <laughs> let, let, me, let me put Woo. it this way. 
Just because you get somebody right. doesn't mean you got better. Right. <laughs> Ooh, that's where discernment come in. So we need that's, that that's discernment <laughs> so you can get but with the right person. Can, can, I, can, I, can we get in some good trouble? Okay, using, come, on. I think, come on, let's get in some good trouble. good trouble. I'm going to get okay. in good trouble. All right. <laughs> this is powerful here. Okay. You use this word, and I feel like we need to talk about it mm -hmm. here. And that is the word discernment. Yes. And I think Absolutely. it's not often used. It's like people start talking about discernment. We start thinking like uh, the spiritual gift of discerning of spirits. Right. Yeah. And I want to make sure we're clear yeah. that the Bible speaks of two types of discernment. One is yeah. a spiritual gift. That's right. The discerning of spirits, yeah. which is probably in, it's probably a part of what's called a gift mix because everybody, mm -hmm. you've got multiple gifts that kind of work together. And right. so if a person has a spiritual gift of like discerning the spirits, they may also have like a spiritual gift of like intercession. Yeah. Or they might have a spiritual gift of like, like a, a miraculous gifting yeah. of like healing yeah. or things of that nature. Because if somebody's got a healing ministry, you need to be able to discern, right. is this sickness satanic? Right. Is this sickness a result of life? Yeah. Is this sickness a means of correction? Like, right. Absolutely. That's not what we're talking about. No. We're about no. to get in trouble here. I'm talking about discernment in the area of your relationships. And yes. watch this. Part, <laughs> uh-oh, part of the way we're supposed to operate in discernment when it comes to who I'm supposed to cleave to right. is dating. That's right. You have to gather data. Say it again dating for the people in the back. gathering data. You got to gather data so you can see if this is the person I'm supposed to leave and cleave to. Now, I, I grew up Baptist, <laughs> so we got to say it three times. We say, say it one more time for the Holy Ghost. Dating is, dating is gathering what? data. My gosh. Yes. Dating is gathering, gathering data. data. Yes. You need data for so discernment. So for discernment, right. Watch us get in trouble here. I'm not saying don't pray. Mm-mm. No, you should pray. I'm saying do more than pray. You do both. Watch. <laughs> Watch. And pray. And pray and gather data. Right. This is good. I, I always said, and I, I said I want to do something for single women again, because I think it's so important, though, that you know what you need in a person so that when you're gathering data, you know what to look for. Oh. Right? Because I could be looking for the wrong thing. I could think I need something, but that's not what I need. And I know even with our emotional needs, we talk about needs all the time. You need to know what type of, what do you need in your life? Do you need affirmation? Do you need affection? Do you need security? So when you're gathering data, you can see if that person can meet those needs for you because they might not be, they might not fit your part of the puzzle. They may be a great person, but they just may not be great for you. One. Say it one more time for the people in the back. No, but I'm serious. They may. They may be great people, but they may not be great for each other. And for us, we fit like a puzzle. There were different things that about us that we saw and we knew that when we came together, we would be a power couple. We could, we could do things together My because God. there were areas where I was weak, he was strong, but we also meet each other's needs and it fits together 100%. the right way. Yes. That's good. Dating yes. is gathering is data. Gathering data. Gathering data. Now watch this. Again, <laughs> culture, this is why, really, this, I think in life, uh -huh. this is, I'm learning this, people's elevation is really, it's not really tied to new learning. Yeah. Like going higher in any area isn't really tied mm -hmm. necessarily to new learning. It's really tied to unlearning. Right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Like mind renewal isn't just learning new things, mm -hmm. it's releasing old things. Yes. 
And I think culture has kind of discipled and conditioned us mm -hmm. to use, watch this, to use dating for the purpose of intimacy. Yes. As opposed to dating for the purpose of exploration. Right. So if you yeah. ask the average, I'm not even, I'm talking about, I'm not even talking about just average couple in our culture. If you ask right. the average Christian couple, that's like dating. Yeah. I think if you were to ask, what did you actually do on the date? What did you talk about on the date? Yeah. It's going to be a lot of things that, that are attempt to develop intimacy. Yeah. And very little exploration. Right. Because we haven't been taught how to date, though. Right. That, I think that's, that's, that's the next point. level. Yeah, that's you know, my When you're holding hands and kissing, you, you should you know, saying, gather the data by then. You I'm should saying, know who you put your mouth on. My <laughs> God. <laughs> Somebody put some fire in that chat. <laughs> that is so powerful, though, though. Yeah. Because here it is. What happens is... Mm -hmm. When you don't take those steps, you have connection yeah. before yeah. clarity. Right. What does yeah. that mean? You have a connection mm -hmm. with a person yeah. before we are clear on who that person is. Right. And then sometimes when they discover, when yeah. we discover, they are not who we need. Mm -hmm. They've already become somebody we want. Right. Is that too yeah, real? You're in too yeah. deep. <laughs> what, yeah. Right. What do you do yes. when what you want is not what you need? Uh. That's so good. That is so good. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. your heart can be attached to something. Right. That's not good, not yeah. good for you. Mm -hmm. I did a lesson on this years ago called Killing Me Softly. Mm. That's right. And, and that's what can happen. Because you can't control who you fall in love with. Say it again you for the people in the You cannot control who you fall in love with. Yes. So pump the brakes and gather data first. Now watch this. For people say, I can. Okay, look back. I want you to look back <laughs> at some of your exes. Not at some of your exes. No, look back at some of your exes. Some of you are like, Pastor, I'm never looking that way again. I'm sorry. This is the one time I'm going to disobey you. No, I'm not. No, if you look back, yeah. there are going to be some people on that list. Oof. And you're going to say, how in the world what did I do? was I in love with that? Because you can't control. You can't control who you fall in love with. Who you fall in love with. Yeah. So the, the dating mm -hmm. process should be a process of discovery. Yeah. Not interrogation, not interviewing. Sit down, right. sit down. Let me talk to you. Not interviewing. <laughs> right. But there's a way where you can discover yeah. and get clarity. Yeah. And now, you, you say something. We, we got to get ready to wrap up. Our time is gone. Okay. You say something that I think, you've said something before mm -hmm. when we've done some relationship teaching that I feel like is, is so powerful. And you, you say, I'm paraphrasing here, that the dating process shouldn't just be a time where you're discovering another person right but you're also engaging in self-discovery exactly because there's some things you learn about you and what you like and what you don't like yes in the process of dating so that you can make your adjustments now i do feel like there should be some self-discovery before you jump into the dating game good i feel like you should be emotionally healthy so you can be ready for it but once you're in the dating game you're also going to discover things as well okay. things you didn't realize talk a little bit about more like unpack a little more okay uh why it's important 
to pursue emotional health before pursuing a partner? So I think the importance, first off, you have to know who you are. Mm -hmm. You have to know what you want. The only way you're going to actually know what you want is to find out, to discover yourself. And so this is where it goes back to the emotional health. We talk about these unmet needs, 10 needs. There's affirmation, security, and, and I'll go um, there's a number of them, support, that you may need. And so if you don't know what you need in the area, you can't even tell somebody else. I remember when we started dating, I was like, love me. But I couldn't even tell you how to love me because I you didn't affection understand. Too. You say affection. affection, I did. Yes. So you putting me out there. Thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> but it could be support. It could be a number of things. And you need to know what you need in a person. So as you're... As you're gathering data, then you can say, okay, nope, this is not for me. You may say, okay, how he interacts with his mom, I need that. He's affectionate with his mom. I need that in my relationship. Or his family, if you need someone who has a big supportive family, they're going to always be there. You need to gather data and figure out, are you a family person? Do you go to dinners with your family? What do you do? This way, as you're doing this, you're learning, okay, this is what I need. But you will never know what you need if you don't first have self-discovery. Yeah. And that's just spending time learning. Yes. You know, and there's a number of material that we recommend, but you have to go through that emotional health, uh -huh. emotionally healthy spirituality you got to go through it so you know who you are so powerful yeah and um i i think um i think you know what you're talking about actually leads to people being able to clarify mm -hmm. what their criteria is for right. leaving their old life and jumping into yes. a new life with someone else and so some of that criteria is going to be customized right like so it so is. that means we're all different people, so we're going to have different relational needs. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's important for people to have the freedom to customize that criteria, mm -hmm. right? Because if right. not, you'll have friends saying, oh, you need to be with them. It's like, no, bro, you need to be with right. them if you like them yes. like that. They're such a good person, right? Mm -hmm. But they might be good for you. That's right. not good for not me. For me. Right. So I think that's so, so important because mm -hmm. we know people who have literally jumped the broom yes. hesitant. Yes. But they just felt like this is a a good catch right and fear not faith yeah. fear drove the decision that's right it's fear of losing yep mm -hmm. that drove the decision yeah as opposed to faith that's and i right. and so so some of the criteria should be customized mm -hmm. but as we wrap up here there is some criteria that the bible speaks specifically to right mm -hmm. and so as you customize your criteria there, there there are three things we would encourage you to think through that we would say this yes. is dating one-on-one this is like right. elementary Yes. These are three things that mm -hmm. should be included in right. the criteria of a Christian, of a person who's trying to do this according to God's divine design. And we're mm -hmm. going to give you three of them. Here it is. Number one. Yes. It should be a person that shares your values. That's right. Your values. Now, when I say share your values, part of that for me is sharing your faith. Yes. I believe the Bible speaks to that. Yes, absolutely. Now, I think you could, you could be with a person outside your faith mm -hmm. and it work. The question is, is it right? Right. Yes. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing. Right? Right. Now, I'm not talking about people who are already married. We're not talking about marriage. That's right. next week. Yeah. Uh, Paul speaks specifically to that. If you're already married, Paul says, don't leave them because of that. Yeah. However, what I'm saying is, there are some cases where it works. Yeah. Absolutely. question is, is it right? Is it right? Yeah. Because does God simply just want to use your relationship to impact you? Mm -hmm. Or does he want to use that relationship to impact the world? Yeah. Yeah. So we believe as a believer, my relationships aren't just about me. 
We believe it should be fruitful, flourishing, and fulfilling. Fruitful yes, means there's something that is produced as a, in the earth that the earth benefits mm -hmm. from as a result of us being together. Right. Yeah. And so part of that sharing your faith, but it's not just sharing your faith. Right. And I want people to understand that because some, some people have been burned. They've been cooked in the oven, burned, fried <laughs> by people in church. Yes. Somebody write this down. Just because someone shares your faith doesn't mean they share your values. Yes. No. Yes. That, that part's important. It's not just it do is. we go to church. Right. It's do you actually share my values. Right. So if I value honesty, I, I want to know, uh, yeah, okay, I'm glad you pray every day, mm -hmm. but do you lie every day? Right. Because <laughs> there are people who pray every day to lie every day. Right. Come on, let's be. Yes. And so if that's just yeah. like one of those things. Yeah. I, I think it's super important that people share, yeah. share values, right? Right. It's so, like, one of the things that, that I value greatly, that we value greatly, mm -hmm. it's always been a huge part of my life, is mentorship. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. for me in a relationship, I have to be with someone yeah. who values mentorship. Yeah. Because when we hit rough patches, and we do, yeah. we need somebody we can go up to. Right. And say, all right, we need you to help us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we, we've been at this 20 years, and we still need that. Right. And we have our yeah. pastors, people in our life. Mm -hmm. Who help us with that. But watch this. If I valued that right. and she didn't value that or if she valued that mm -hmm. and I didn't value that. So like it might be a couple of weeks ago, she texted our first lady. She's like, yeah, we need y'all to jump in and help us with this. Then she texts me and say, which is the way we roll. Yeah. Right. Then she, she hit me. and was like, OK, hey, I just want you to know, give you a heads up. I reached them. Pastor tells me. All right, Darius. We need to talk. Like, yes, sir. We need to talk. <laughs> so, but here's the point. So if she valued that yeah. and I didn't value that, yeah. that text becomes a problem. Ooh, that'd be major problems. Yes. Yes. I can't be right because my, my ego mm -hmm. would get in the way of us improving or fixing something. Right. That's right. So we both can be in church. Mm -hmm. But if we don't have, if we don't, if we didn't, don't both value mentorship, yes. that's going to be a point of contention in that's our right. relationship. Isn't it? Yes, absolutely. We'll never be on the same page. Yeah. So yes. one, they should share your values. Mm -hmm. I'm about to say something else. This number two, babe. Yeah, I, I, I like I this one. This they should serve one. you well. Yes. Now serve I heard, you I read, well. Jimmy Evans said this. It, it rocked my world. He said, the worst relationships are two selfish people that are in love. Mm -hmm. He says, the best ones are two servants that are in love. That's right. Yeah. It means that there are certain things mm -hmm. that only the person you with it's supposed to do for you. Right. Yeah. If that person isn't willing to do them, what you supposed to do? Right. You just got a little frustrated. Yeah. And then when you serve it's somebody. It's a servant's heart. It's a servant's heart and it's a willingness. It's a willingness to bend in areas. It's a willingness to make adjustments for things. That's, that's good. I got a statement here on our notes. Anyone who is unbendable is undateable. Right. If they're doing something a certain way and you don't like that, right. you need to be able to communicate to them, mm -hmm. this doesn't serve me well. Right. And they need to love you well enough yeah. to make the adjustment That's to right. actually speak your love language. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can't teach them how to mm -hmm. love you if they're un unbendable. They won't Not make teachable. adjustments. Yes. But that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. A whole lot. And a lot of times it happens after somebody say, I do... Because you did not gather data to see if they were teachable. 
Now, this is, maybe this is for next week, but sometimes people are initially, yeah. and then they change. That's next week. Not that's, this true. Week. that's true. That's true. Because Tim Keller says this. If you were anybody a long time, yeah. he says one day you're going to wake up and roll over to a stranger. Yeah. The question right. is going to be whether or not that's a stranger you like yeah. or a stranger you don't like. Yeah. He says because life is going to change your partner in ways you mm-hmm. can't predict. Yeah. That's true. Lord have but, mercy on my But soul. if they have a willingness to grow Good. is the thing. And so if they have a willingness to grow, then they, most likely they can still be teachable. Yeah. And bend and make 100%. adjustments. 100%? Yes. We, we can't go the way <laughs> where we want to go with this. But we could really go. Maybe next week. Yes. But that becomes, that becomes really, really important. I think mm-hmm. a dishonorable, dishonorable to your partner, I think it's deceptive, yeah, it um, is. whether it's a male or female, to serve, to be bendable, to be amenable. And then when a person leaves and cleaves and commit their life to you, yeah. You stop. You stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It is just, they made mm-hmm. a life because you didn't give them the opportunity to choose if they would sign up for that. Right. That's right. But now because they're a person of honor and mm-hmm. children are involved mm-hmm. and they've invested a significant part of their life. Right. They're going to make the honorable decision and try to make it work. But if they had had that choice before they jumped the broom. Yes. They might not have said yes to right. that. That's right. And I just, I think that's sowing seeds of deception yes. and, and dishonor. Yeah. And um, I think that really needs to be kind of spoken to. It's like mm-hmm. when you say I do, right. it's next week. When you say I do, you should be saying I do to, yes. you're committing to a lifetime of serving you well. Right. That's good. It's not, hey, for the first five years or the first 10 mm-hmm. years, I'm going to make sure you're happy. After that, you and your yeah, always willing to change. Last but not least, here it okay. is, number three. They must be set in their standards. All right. I want you to talk a little bit about this. When mm-hmm. I say set, it means that they should have standards set for, for themselves, themselves. Yes. outside of you. Yes. I don't want you not to just, you know, steal from me. I right. want you to have a standard where you don't steal. From anyone. That right. way, I, don't, I never have to wonder how you're going to treat me based on how we're doing. Yes. Yeah. Did y'all hear what I just said? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it goes back to character. And so for me, it's hard for me to teach this without teaching um, their relationship with God. Because when they have a relationship with God, then there's an expectation that they have some standards and they fear God. And and there's um, morals that they have based off of scripture. And so with that, it's easier to be in a relationship with someone because you know that at least they're going to try to make sure that they uphold the standards that God has set before them. 1,000%. And so when you're not with someone like that, it just becomes, it's, it's a little more difficult. It is. Yeah. It's a lot more difficult in yeah. the name of Jesus. Right. This is a statement we got on our notes here. Just because a person has love for you mm-hmm. doesn't mean they have standards for themselves. Yeah. I need you to have standards so that even when you don't like me, you Mm -hmm. got standards for you. That's right. Even when we're having a bad week, you got standards. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's good. And as you customize, I'm done, as you customize your criteria, Mm -hmm. we're just praying and believing that God's going to increase discernment in this area. Yeah. Why would we take 
the first message in this series, first couple of messages, yeah. and talk about something like this. Why not do that at like a singles conference or a marriage conference? Because we've been pastoring almost 16 years. That's right. And because we know this is probably one of the greatest needs in every yes. church. It is. And because we know when you simply address yeah. stuff like this mm -hmm. in a compartmentalized setting, most yeah. of the people that need to hear it never hear it. They never hear it. That's right. Because we know some people's destinies mm -hmm. are being disrupted yeah. because of their lack of discernment yeah. in this area of dating. Because we know people are dealing with unnecessary heartache and heartbreak. Yes. They're becoming scarred and developing personalities and living out of their trauma as a result of some of this. Right. Yeah. Th that's the reason. That's the reason. And we're just praying and believing yeah. that your season of heartbreaks like that is mm -hmm. over. Oh, yes, God. That this Jesus. next move for you is going to be the right move. Yes. That God's going to bring the right person in your life that's committed to serve you well for the rest yes. of your life. Yeah. And so we're praying for discernment. discernment. Now, this is something we learned a long time ago. I teach this, like, especially in personal development settings, like our yeah. Daniel's Den Mentoring and Coaching Group. We talk about this. In, life is hard, but you get to choose your heart. Yeah, that's right. So being by yourself, yeah. because you got standards, that's hard. Right. Being in the wrong relationships, having your heart broke, your money spent, your time, that's harder. I want to be by myself. That's hard, right? Right. Yeah. But this over here is harder. It is. So choose your heart. Yeah. That's right. And believe God yeah. to bring you into a season of fruitful and fulfilling relationships. That's right. And we just will. He will. Yes, he, he will. According to your obedience, when you trust God in this, then He will honor you. He will honor your yes. heart. He will honor your desires, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. But it's all about trusting Him. Yeah. Letting go of self-control and giving it over to him. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting ready to pray for you. We want to pray over you that God would help you in, in, in this. In this, I, I want to pray for healing too. Because yeah. I just feel like this is this exposes some things. Yeah. I, I, I want to pray also for deliverance. Because yes. some people, whenever this isn't this doesn't come from God. A lot of times this is father wounds. Yeah. When correction feels like uh, condemnation. Oh, that's good. So if, so if God's word is exposing some areas you didn't do quite right, right. that's not because God, uh, God's not showing you what's wrong with you to show you that you're wrong. Yeah. He's showing you what he wants to fix. Right. Yeah. It's actually a gift. Yeah. He's saying, you know what? You may not have seen it this way until now, but me giving this to you now is a gift. And whenever I give you a gift, it's never too late to benefit from it. So just away with this and we rebuke this idea and mindset that it's too late for me. No, it's not. Whenever God yeah, gives a late. gift, God's timing is his kindness. He's being kind. So, Father, we just pray right now in Jesus name for the people that are watching this. And whenever they watch it, I just pray for discernment in this area. I pray for increased spiritual sensitivity, that their eyes will be open uh, to see themselves properly to see who you're sending into their life. I pray for those whose heart has been broken. You're the God that heals us from brokenheartedness. So even now, may this prayer make them feel known and seen. Touch their heart. Mend the broken pieces of their, of their heart. Put them back together again. I thank you for this. And I give you praise that some of your people are about to walk in some of the most fruitful and fulfilling and flourishing seasons of their life. Thank you for this deposit, this revelation that you've given us. Thank you. May it cause a revolution in our lives. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, listen to me. Drop some fire in that chat, everybody.